People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello and welcome to another episode of Laps Gamer Radio. Now your podcast feed hasn't been playing up. Uh, we've been away for a while. Uh, there was a couple of uh, high-profile departures. Uh, we've had to bring on some more people. So there's some new faces and new voices here tonight. Uh, first of all, I am your host, Mark Kamer, as usual. Uh, joining me is returning regular... Andy Piddy. Hello. Adam Ducker. Uh, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Waving doesn't help. Adam, um, are you ready to say sorry for the crimes that Canada has committed against the world in terms of terrible music? Uh, yeah, I'll accept all of them if it means I'm back on the podcast. Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. Well, how not? Because, um, yeah, uh, people may have noticed that Adam hasn't been on for a while. Um I just got fed up with Celine Dion and Avril Lavigne and Nickelback and so on and so forth and banished him from the podcast for a while, but he's come crawling back saying he's sorry. Yeah. Been busy um, writing quiz questions. They're all up there. Yeah. Oh, you bet I have. I have, actually. <laughs> Not <laughs> even joking. Stuff the missus says. Stuff the missus said. <laughs> She's been on form recently. Um, also returning, the the granddaddy of Lapsed Gamer Radio, um, <laughs> the, the original Lapsed Gamer, Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Um, it's good to be back. It's yeah. very good to be back. Yeah, the granddaddy. I'll, I'll take take offence to that. Well, I'll, I'll prefer well, the Godfather. Um, I don't know, Mac, the Mac Daddy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you started this podcast. That, um, a good few years ago. Yes, mate. Uh, and then decided, you know, you were too good for it, and you'll go off and make uh, your own podcast with all, you know, That's... super super duper guests. Like, oh, well, let's get Justin McElroy on our podcast. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that wasn't exactly the case. I was having a two year old child. That was the real. Well, yeah, the real yeah there, there was that as well. Yeah, but yeah, That's no, true. No, it's a, yeah, I've done all right since been away, but I thought I'd come crawling back. The, the way you just described, I was having a two year old child. Sounds like the. I'm a bit like Norman Reedus. <laughs> two years old. Born already two years old. Yeah, that's it. And uh, we have a new voice. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hello, it's Nick Case. Um, long time lurker. I, I guess you could call me that, yeah. I've uh, been lurking around uh, Laps Gamer and Kodak moments for a while. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, um, we've all been um, all part of the same Twitter, uh, Discord... Sphere. podcast circle the sphere the same sphere for a good while um and uh we bullied you into coming and joining us yeah you did especially i don't think it helped how i accidentally took a photo of your gut at agx without realizing oh it was no you. no i figured that was just uh, uh, that was my shoulder oh was it yeah it was as, as substantial as my gut is <laughs> it doesn't quite <laughs> stick out that far it was it was my shoulder <laughs> yeah um so nick tell us a little bit about yourself uh, so I'm Nick. Uh, I'm probably one of the youngest here. Uh, I'm 20-something, I think. I've uh, been playing games all my life. Um, uh, gaming, gaming, gaming. All about computers. I'm a software developer as well. Can I ask you a question? What is the first game you remember playing? Because this is going to make me feel incredibly old. <laughs> the first game I remember playing was a noddy game on the Amiga. <laughs> Oh, nice. I don't okay. remember anything about it apart from you drove Noddy's car, 
to the end of the road and you met the guy with the beard and the big oh hat. Oh my god, I remember this. You made Big Is. Big Is, that's the one. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> well, I had no nice. idea this game exists and now I need to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of video games do you tend to gravitate towards? Um, usually more story oriented, uh, single player type things. Uh, my favorite game ever is probably Alan Wake. Uh, to give you some kind of idea, um, I'm not going to go into what I've been, uh, what my games of the year for this year are going to be because obviously there's going to be uh, soon that will be spoilers. So yes, no, there will be deliberation soon. Well, uh, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Jazzy, welcome back. Thank you, mate. Adam, you're on thin ice. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, it's good to be on mic with you again. You? Um, I, I, you may have noticed Stu's not here. He's out hunting bears as we speak, um, so couldn't make it onto the podcast tonight, but he Brexit, will be Is that how bad Brexit's been? There's bears, wild bears mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially on the Irish border. Yeah. Okay, I just thought I'd check in, and that's been a crazy yeah. ride. <laughs> uh, we've gone from, you know, Brexit negotiations will be the easiest thing ever to Michael Gover's now advising us to hunt bears. With our bare Thanks. hands. For food with our bare hands, yeah, because none of us can afford axe implements, bows, <laughs> or, food. or anything. Yeah. Games. We've games. all been playing video games. Nick. Hello. As as the newest member of the team, what you've been playing? So recently, I've uh, majority of my time I've been playing Destiny Two, and oh, I'm going to blame man. you for this one. Good man. Man, uh, so I, I bought Destiny 2 when it came out. I burnt through all the content, I got really bored, so I traded it in. Mm-hmm. And then EGX happened, and I went and queued for an hour and played the strike oh. for the Forsaken right. Strike, and it was great. And it had recently been on PS Plus, so obviously I'd got it free, and then I bought Forsaken, and I'm, I'm now I've not even got into Forsaken yet, I'm still. I got very distracted by the Halloween. Uh, oh yeah, festival the for the souls some, was it? Uh, yeah, some whatever it's something called. like that. Weird. And yeah. they had the never-ending forest, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as long-time listeners will know, I have a rather up-and-down, love-hate roller coaster relationship with Destiny Two. Uh, the um, Infinite Forest, as was was part of the Curse of Osiris DLC, which was the first expansion for Destiny 2, which was garbage. It was a really it was really bad, uh, really short, reused the same area over and over again, and made a mockery of one of the most important characters in the Destiny lore. And one of the annoying things was the Infinite Forest, which beforehand was sold as like, it's this, you know, every time you go in, it's going to be completely different. But it's like, it wasn't. It's just exactly the same area, uh, with the the walls moved around a bit um and that was the infinite forest but they repurposed it for this halloween event called it the haunted forest so it was the same sort of thing but in the in pitch black yeah um with a, like a randomized enemies including some that you couldn't kill and would chase you around the map and could one shot you and then You'd just keep going for as long as you could within uh, a certain time limit, um, trying to go through as many branches as possible, and then you got rewards and stuff for it. And it was that was a really, really good way to repurpose something which the community didn't like. 
Yeah, and I think it really worked for them because if you go on uh, the subreddit, everyone was asking for them to keep it forever, essentially, mm-hmm. or at least bring it back on a more permanent basis. Um, yeah. I don't know how successful that would be because obviously you were working up to collect these tokens so you can get a, a good gun at the end, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people would carry on doing that if they didn't have the reward, but I really enjoyed it, and especially because I'd only just bought Forsaken again. It was quite a good way for me to start levelling up again and mm. getting some decent weapons, because every time you go through, you were pretty much guaranteed to get more and more better loot. Yeah. Uh, you're still... You haven't actually reached the Forsaken part of No, the game uh, yet, I'm about halfway you? through Warmind at the moment, right. okay. so I'm on Mars. Okay, uh, yeah, you, that that particular DLC is not particularly long. It was only marginally better than Curse of Osiris, so like, you've, all of the good stuff is still ahead of you. Um, it is, and I'm really enjoying what apparently this crap content is, so um, <laughs> I can't wait for the good stuff. <laughs> were, yeah, you well, never tempted, were you never tempted to uh, take the free level up and just push through and just do the, the new content first? What, or did you up? want to go all the way through? There's a, there's a, I believe with the Forsaken, you get like a one character you can take through to max level. Yeah, if you you rolled um, a new character, um, then you could boost them up to um, the level they would be at the beginning of the Forsaken DLC and just skip Warmind and um, Basically, you're not allowed to go back and play that other, all the old retro DLCs, as it were. You just start straight at Forsaken. Yeah, ah, fair enough. I might, I might do that with a new character because I've still only got one. Uh, I've got my warlock f- that's still from Destiny One. Wow. So um, I might just, I might have to re-roll a new hunter or something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, so we'll have to talk about that a little bit more once you've actually got to um, to uh, Forsaken. I've been playing a lot of it. I think I've, pr- I've probably experienced everything that Forsaken has to offer now, um, apart from a few secrets and the raid itself. Um, so once once you've played a little bit of uh, Forsaken, we'll have to talk about it a little bit more. But um, yeah. Destiny Two is back on a good track. Uh, but as we know, Bungie are always just one DLC, one expansion away from completely fucking up. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens. Type, right, man. Yeah, they are. I think this is deja vu, Mark. I keep hearing this. Back there, the walls, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just keep going back for more punishment. Yeah, you're a believer, aren't you? When it's good, it's so good. Yeah. Um, okay. When it's okay. bad, it's it's so disappointing. Like there, there's been. I think there's like, there's probably been more bad de- more bad expansions than good expansions. It's just that the good expansions have been huge and so substantially good that it's kind of made up for it. So yeah. And the uh, other thing is, yeah, I still awesome. think there isn't a single other shooter that manages that moment to moment gameplay as well when it's all lined up and working well and like the mechanics are awesome. There isn't another one like it. And Wolfenstein yeah. Two was one of my favorite shooters last year. Or favorite games, and its shooting mechanics don't anywhere near nail what Destiny able to pull off. Like, yeah, and that's Bungie, a problem uh, with it. Like Call of Duty is close, but yeah, but not quite. It, yeah, but it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that come along with what what Destiny has from a pure mechanic point of view. But the problem is, is it just seems like they're throwing so much stuff at the fan, and some of it's sticking, and a lot of it's flying away. Hmm. And um, that that's why you get this weird like peak, peaks and troughs 
And um, like the problem is, is that because it's a game that, that lives and dies by the fact that it's a service, it, it lives and dies by the fact that you've got to keep the community engaged. And and because of the pace of development, they just can't keep up with the voracious need that the community have for you know keeping that service going and keeping the interest. So it's 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 a really difficult situation for them to be in. And probably they're the they're at the vanguard of, you know, they're the 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 people that are trying to push the envelope with this all the time. You know, there's not many other people trying this games as service yeah. and keeping it going for so long. So they they really yeah. are like the kind of test bed for all this. And you know, it'd be interesting to see how Anthem and this, uh, the Division Two get on, um, trying to you know have these long tails and see if they can learn the lessons from you know this this kind of up and down nature that destiny's gone through yeah what else have you been playing there nick so i i got my hands on uh pokemon let's go pikachu on <laughs> friday it released and it was essentially going to be a day one purchase all the way for me uh i loved pokemon when i was a child first game i got on my game boy color was pikachu uh, sorry pokemon yellow uh and let's go pikachu is essentially a remake of that game, uh, but obviously you get to choose between Pikachu and Eevee for this one. Um, I, I've seen a lot of press running up to it being released, saying that it's essentially like Baby's first Pokemon. It's a cut down. It's not a core game. And bearing in mind, I never really got into Pokemon Go itself on the phone. I was a bit skeptical, but I still bought it. And I'm really glad I did because it's amazing. It's the Pokemon game you remember from back then, but with all the graphics, all the sort of like, all the better music that you kind of put to it yourself and the world you created, obviously because it was so tightly coupled to the anime, it's just all of that and it's perfect. It's, um, the, the main changes are there are no, you don't battle wild Pokemon anymore and there are no random encounters. So the only time you battle is when you have uh, trainer battles. Uh, in the wild Pokemon, it's just catching them and that's how you level up. So it's it's completely different game, but it's also the same game if that makes sense. Um, it, it's I'm I'm only at um, the third city, which I, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, it's bad, uh, but I'm only at the third city. But so far, it's a very good game. <laughs> Does it feel like a test bed for making a fully fledged Pokemon? I don't think so. I think what they're doing now is, because they've had such success with Pokemon Go, they had people who were never interested in Pokemon before playing mm. the, the game and getting to know all these Pokemon. And now they've got the Switch, and they're trying to take all these mobile players and put them onto the Switch, where they can obviously charge the proper, the proper amount and stuff. So they're trying to bridge the gap between mobile games and proper games. Uh, I mean, we know there's going to be a quote-unquote core game coming next year but i think this is a as good as a core game in my opinion right. so they're trying to onboard a whole new series of like type of player yeah coming from the mobile side exactly and especially because it's essentially it's, it's back to kanto so it kind of feels like everyone that's sort of my age and maybe a bit older is now having kids and they're old enough to sort of right play this game with their kids as their first game. Right, yeah. And sort of sense. for them it's re remembering the old times and for the kids it's brand new. So it's all good. Clever. Clever. I've been uh, very tempted by this because 
I, I loved Pokemon back in the day and then didn't play it for ages. And then uh, I'm currently trying to play through uh, Ultra Sun on the 3DS. And it's Pokemon, but it's just not the Pokemon that I remember. And there's 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 so they've added so many new Pokemon, which just don't seem... They're, they're not iconic to me because they're not the classic Pokemon from the original games. Mm. Um, they've added so many systems upon systems upon systems, like tending for your Pokemon, feeding it candies and cleaning it and, and all this stuff. And it, and it just doesn't feel... I'm not enjoying it as much as I hoped I would. Um, and... From what I hear about um, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee is basically, like you said, like a love letter to um, Pokemon Yellow. Um, back to the Kanto region. Bit more simplified the way it used to be. And I'm kind of totally on board for something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing that I always thought was worst about Pokemon is when you had to go into one of the tunnels and you'd always get have to battle through 100 Zubats, 200 Geodudes, and there's none of that anymore. You can see the Pokemon, and it's your choice whether to go over to them and catch them or just completely ignore them, and you can just speed through, do whatever you want. Yeah, that might be one I'll need to pick up um, at some point in the future. Uh, I say when it comes down in price, but as we know, Nintendo games never come down in price, especially not <laughs> um, the first-party games, so... Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe hope for an uh, opportunistic sale. Um, I did see there's one more game on your list. As there well, is, which I have also <laughs> you, been. Are playing. you still playing it right now? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not that unprofessional. <laughs> Although I was kind of tempted. Um, uh, so the other one is Diablo Three on Switch, mm. which, mm. as the name suggests, it's Diablo Three, but it's on Switch. Yeah, and switch the switch just has this way of taking great games and making them so much better. Yeah, because you Same. can play them wherever you want. You can just pick it up, put it back down, do whatever mm-hmm. you want. And I, I bought Diablo three on PC the day it was released, and when Ooh. I finally got to play it after all the era thirty sevens, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't the game I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And I never really went back after sort of the first couple of weeks. But then, obviously, uh, I saw it was coming to Switch. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Hmm. I went to EGX, and I played it at EGX, and it was, honestly, it put me off. It was The demo was a mess. There was too much going on on screen. None of the controls were explained, and I was really debating whether I was actually going to get it or not. But in the end, I still did, because I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same problem with that EGX uh, build as well, because... Um, it's not the, uh, uh, the the right setting. You're kind of standing in a brightly lit room, uh, hunched mm. over uh, the Switch in handheld mode, playing with a character whose loadout and build you haven't had any influence over. Uh, you don't know what the, the, the settings were, and you're thrown into um, a Nephilim rift. Yeah. Uh, and it was a little bit of a mess. Uh, I, I just wanted to see how it works technically because um, I was a bit curious as to how it would look and how it would perform on the switch um i didn't play uh diablo 3 when it was on pc i know that it had an incredibly rough launch um i picked it up on ps4 when the reaper of souls uh, version came out on console um with yeah, same here. Uh, the new um the fifth uh, chapter and the, well, the fifth acts even and the um 
when they introduced the um, Templar character. Is it the Templar? Crusader, the Crusader character, um, which felt like it was built to be played on a on a controller. Uh, and mm. I played the shit out of that. Um, and then, yeah, I just couldn't help myself and picked it up on the Switch. And it's it's the complete <laughs> version uh, with the Reaper of Souls expansion and the Rise of the Necromancer, or whatever it's called, yeah. the, the addition of the, the Necromancer character. So it is the complete version of... Um, of Diablo 3 on a Switch. I mean, uh, it, 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 there's not much really to say about Diablo. It's it's Diablo. It's fantastic. What is amazing about it is the fact that it works um, yeah. without that much of a graphical downgrade. Sure, on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, it runs at 4K, and on the Switch, it runs at 900p and about 700, uh, 720 in handheld, but it runs locked at 60, and try as I might, I cannot get the, the frames to drop. And I've tried like four players in a rift just unleashing absolute havoc all over the place and it, the frame rate will not drop. Um, yeah, they've done a really good job in the port. Yeah, um, as Adam, me and Adam know, um, Dave Lang may be uh, king of the garbage people, <laughs> but uh, Iron Galaxy are really good at porting games, it seems. Um, yeah. because I wonder is- if they used any of the uh, like the 360 code or anything like that. To help bring it across, uh, it looks. I don't know. To be honest, I've never played it on 360 or PS3. Um, but it, it looks. It looks amazing in handheld mode and blown up onto like you know 50 inch uh, 4K TV. Mm. Um, only running at 900p. Um, it still looks like Diablo. I mean, Diablo's never exactly been the most visually stunning game. It's not that sort of game. Um, in terms of like you know textures and, and whatnot and the, the characters have always looked a little bit ropey even on like ps4 pro and xbox one x um but yeah it's just a technical marvel that it works this this well on a handheld system and it is yeah and it's really nice that um on saturday i was on the train and i was playing diablo 3 all the way mm-hmm. uh, to york and the only the only problem with it is it is a battery hog it's the only game i've known oh, where yes. i've i had about an hour of well, an hour and a half train journey, and I was worried about my Switch battery dying. That's mm. the only issue with it, but it's it's because it's such a high-powered, and like you say, it's a very good-looking game. Yeah, it's 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 very nice-looking. It, it plays incredibly well, even uh, in handheld mode with the little tiny buttons and everything. Um, the only problem, I guess, is like sometimes the text can be a little bit hard to, to read when you're playing in handheld mode, but apart from that, it works fine, and it's yeah, it is the most complete version of... Diablo 3, which means that there is a hell of a lot of content um, and it's still being supported post-game, but we're in the middle of season 15, I think, yeah. of the Diablo 3 seasons. Um, uh, and that's a fairly new addition to the console things because uh, I don't think seasons were supported on consoles before. At least when I used to play it on PS4, it didn't have season support, uh, but now it does. Um Diablo 3 is, is great on Switch. If if you've never picked it up um, or you've only played it on PC once once upon a time when it was rubbish and you're interested in picking up, you could do a lot worse than getting the Switch version. And it's not on mobile. Yes, and it's not on mobile. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hey, do you guys not have phones? Andy? Not me. Uh, okay. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Well, we've all heard the sad news of Telltale. 
So when that happened, I decided to, in honor of them, decided to play through the Telltale games I had. And I was, this year, I think a couple have come out on PS Plus, um, Game of Thrones, and Batman, the first season. So I played through Game of Thrones, first of all. Um, I think it's six episodes, if I remember rightly. And basically, you follow through the world of Game of Thrones, one of the minor houses called, of, called House Forrester, who are ally, allies of the Stark, um, Starks up north. And essentially, what happens in Game of Thrones a lot of political machinations and the Starks are out of power and basically following their um, storyline um, I have to say it isn't a very good storyline um, it's quite dull and I know whether they say Game of Thrones, all choices are bad all everything they do is bad and everything the consequences but Literally everything that you attempt to do or try to do, it, it just leads to awful results. And there's not much fun in the game as such. It, it's, it, I don't know what I've done. There's I mean, none. There's absolutely no fun in that. No. Like, I, I went in expecting, like, even even uh, like the Game of Thrones, uh, the, the books and the TV mm. show and whatnot, like, there is a lot of, there's a lot of grim stuff. There's a lot of moida um uh, it gets really dark, but there's some levity yeah. in places. There is none in the Telltale game. It's just it's depressing, and it from start to finish, it's just like everybody's dying, and <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's just it's just horrible. Yeah, it's and the like, thing I found as well. There's no like the Batman game, for example, or the Telltale, uh, the Borderland game, or the Walking Dead. It's their own version of those worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like intertwining with the real Game of the Thrones, and there's almost no consequences because you know none of these characters exist in the Game of Thrones TV series, yeah. at least, and mostly the books. Like there's they're off mentioned in the books, but and then every time you meet a main character, nothing's going to happen with them because you know they have to be somewhere else yeah. to fulfil whatever happened in the show, mm-hmm. and it's just. Pointless, basically. Yeah, and it, I don't know if your experience has been like this, Andy, but it was one of the worst running for me. Like for their jumpy, like when you make choices, how it yeah. jumps between scenes whilst it tries to decide what it's playing out is terrible. Yeah. yeah, the graphics. I think the engine, the engine really showed its age. They tried to do it like um, a Walking Dead style. Um, yeah, and it just didn't suit. It didn't suit the theme of Game of Thrones. It didn't suit the style of Game of Thrones. The storylines. Like I said, it is dull. Um, and I think just... I mean, the only part I found interesting was the woman, um, the daughter, at um, King's Landing. Hers was the most interesting, but everything you did, it was just like... But you can't get out of the situation. It was almost like... Telltale used to be good, and, you know, like, first season of Walking Dead, that your choices were meaningful. This game just your choices were meaningless. Yeah, there was like a depressing yeah. inevitability to everything that happened. It's like yeah, you know where this is gonna go, and it's just you're just going through the motions just to go, just go from one episode to the next. Yeah, and it was just, and like I said, it was just bull, dull, and it was just I can't even I can't there recommend. Was, there was a choice. There was one big choice. You got to choose between shitty ending A or shitty <laughs> ending B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a shitty ending. So, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, I can't recommend 
to a lapse gamer from it is quite easy. You just press it. You just go walking walk through a bit like a visual novel, but it's not it's not fun at all. It's, it's a bad visual novel. <laughs> yeah, very bad one. Um, on the other hand, Batman, um, the first season, was um, an interesting take on um, the world of Bruce Wayne. They, they did their own spin in it, like Adam said. Um, spoilers, Bruce Wayne's dad was actually in cahoots with um, Cal... Cal what was it? What's he called? Of Batman. Falcone? Falcone, yeah, that's Carmine it. Falcone, yeah. Falcone. And it was just like little interesting things that they threw into this world um, with Alfred, with uh, Vicky Vale, and with these characters. And they took, spin them out into little interesting um, cameos and side stories. The main villain I thought was interesting. Um, but one thing that was disappointing for Batman was um, lack of detective. Thing, I think it was an ideal platform, ideal the visual knowledge platform that we did to do more of the um, detective element of um, Batman, rather than what they did was like joining things together. We were like matching pairs, and it was just a bit. From what I understand, there mm. is quite a lot of the detective stuff in the VR Batman game. Is that the um, Rocksteady one? Um, I don't know who made it. It was Rocksteady, wasn't it? The Arkham. Yeah, but uh, the, yeah, that that one concentrated quite a lot on um, well, whoever made it. Yeah, it concentrated quite a lot on the tech stuff. But I, I know what you mean. Um, the the Telltale game was more of um, trying to tell a, a well. A, as we know, the Telltale games, as time went on, along, became less and less like the traditional point and click adventure games that they were based on, um, and the puzzle elements. Mm became less and less prominent and this would have been the perfect sort of game to have them front and center mm. you know you're playing the world's great detective yeah but let us detect yeah <laughs> instead of matching <laughs> matching pairs so yeah. um but the storyline was engaging i did find engaging i did find what we did was good i mean some of the things that we did with the manor was a bit okay it's on fire and the next thing was bruce wayne still living in it so it was just little things like that that was just a bit mm, editing needed to be better. But overall, enjoyed it. Better than Game of Thrones and one I'd recommend for a laps gamer. Um, the other one was on the PS3 and it's part of um, a package, two games. It's called Dungeons and Dragons um, Shadow of Mysteria. Now, this was originally... Um, Part of it is an arcade game from the 90s and based in the Dungeons and Dragons world fantasy, um, which I'm very familiar with, which I do re- really do like. It's a side scrolling beat em up. It came as a package of a PS3 with Tower of Doom. Um, really good part um, of the arcade. Um, and essentially, you take one of the controls of character dwarf, elf, warrior, wizard. And you fight through um, fantasy world, defeating enemies. Eventually, you get to the dragon, beat the dragon. Um, basically, like Golden Axe. So, if you like Golden Axe, you'll love Dungeons and Dragons. Um, well, a couple of na- interesting things that were going through. You leveled up your characters, so there was RPG elements to it. Because um, it was Dungeons and Dragons, and you have to have RPG to it. Um, but it's just a fun little game. Um, I need to play the other one, the Tower of Doom one, which I think is the first one. 
with little additions to it, um, little leaderboards and stuff, and you can play it in different ways. You can either play it in arcade or in like in a battle mode. It's just a fun game that I played with my brother, fully enjoyed it, and I fully recommend that. And the final game I'm playing at the moment, about halfway through, is Resident Evil 7. I'm playing it on the PlayStation 4. <sighs> Tough game. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, pl- <laughs> I'm playing it with a guy that I got sick and tired of it getting lost and going to areas where I really shouldn't be going, first of all, and getting wiped out and then having to go back and reload the save. So I'm playing it with a guide. Yeah. So what? I don't really care. Judge me, please. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> nah. Not going to judge you, but you're doing it no, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Resident Evil 7, it goes back to the original Resident Evil in the way the game plays. It's first-person mode. You, and it's set in America... Um, you come looking for your girlfriend um, who's gone missing and you come to this house and essentially it's like um, this deep southern house and the family essentially have been taken over by by a virus we're discovering at this moment in time so so far you get you get stalked by the dad, the mum, so it's got a bit of nemesis elements in it. Um, eventually, you can kill him, but because they've done it in such a way that you can enter areas where you're not supposed to go, and then you're sort of like having to backtrack or use ammo that you don't really have, and then you can't really kill another enemy that you should have been able to because the game sort of said laid up that hey we'll give you this ammo and these these weapons so you're able to kill this enemy but then if you take a left instead of going right you've wasted it i'm sort of struggling with the way that to recommend this to a lapsed gamer um the atmosphere is really good the sense of fear um is really good it's my brother's copy and he can only play through half an hour of it before he says that i'm not playing through it <laughs> um, <laughs> he refused to play through it, and I, I expect it'd be brilliant in VR mode. Um, the sounds, everything, everything, but the storyline's really engaging. I just, I'm enjoying it, but I'd struggle to see whether a lapsed gamer would enjoy it for their in that sense. In the sense that everything's limited, your inventory's limited until you pick up extra backpacks. You're having to manage it like the old Resident Evils, which is good, but it's such a, an about turn from six, five, and four that you feel. Well, that's a good thing, it's a right? Of, it's a throwback. Surely. Yeah, yeah. Surely I mean, that throwbacks a good thing. It is uh, a good thing. Four was like the was the genre defining game, and then six, uh, five, and six were just bad. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I'd say five. Five was okay, but they they turned they went down the action mm. route, didn't they? Rather than they they just took they went full on mm. arcade mode mm-hmm. with that one. Whereas six is just oh my god, what on earth are you thinking? It, it was just a fever dream. Yeah. Seven, seven sounds like it's it's getting that survival and putting the horror back into survival yeah. horror um, a little bit more. But are you excited to um, 
play the new remake of I think it's two, is it? Yeah, I think two two for me was the best game, so I'm looking forward to playing two. I think two had the perfect balance between action and the puzzle. Yeah, you were never felt sh- you never felt short of ammo, and never felt short of no. things that you could push through, even if you went wrong. In this one, like I say, you, you go the wrong way, it's a lot of it dark souls you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it, uses, it uses its areas to gate yeah. you, but without telling you. Yes. See, exactly. I'm so young. I'm looking forward to playing Resident Evil Two for the first time. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's it. Shut the shut the call down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's over. I I would love to play Seven, but uh, um, I have I, I struggle with first person horror games anyway. Um, I've only, I can, I managed maybe like 10, 15 minutes of something like, um, Outlast or, uh, Alien Isolation or anything like that before I start getting heart palpitations I have to turn off. So the idea of playing it in VR, um, ter- <laughs> just the idea of playing a video game, that video game in VR terrifies me. So, yeah. um, that's a hard yeah. no from me. I'll just, I'll yeah. take your word for it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sure it's really good. <laughs> it is. It is good. The atmosphere, the horror elements, the storylines. It's a complete um, about ten from what you've seen in four, five, and six. You don't have any of the original characters. Um, it's a new guy, so all that's really good. I'm just. I need to play it through a bit more and give a bit clearer thoughts whether I'd recommend it or not. Yeah, that's the only thing. But. I can say it's a bit of a fresh take by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you've played it, Adam, Adam haven't you? Oh, uh, yeah, I loved it, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was like number two on my list last year, Game yeah. of the Year. No, oh, nice. Uh, having not particularly played any of the other Resident Evils after, I've played uh, the one remake and four, and they're the mm. only ones I finished. Mm. Um, but yeah, First Person Horror is my kind of jam. <laughs> and that was one of the few um, there's not many triple A's of those games a lot no, of them are indie games not. you think like I guess the Outlast kind of got there but you've got like Among the Sleep and things like that that are kind of mm. not the greatest budget they're all made on like Unreal Engine a lot of them use like uh, cookie cutter templates but this was like mm-hmm. step up for me that's what kept me gripped but I totally get it. it's not for everyone yeah. and like all your criticisms are kind of fair yeah, for sure. Yeah, I need to play it more before I come to a final judgment at the moment. I wait to see. Jazzy, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, <laughs> I have been uh, out of out of the game, as it were, for a little while. Um, wait, I've had this wait, you, crippling a, um, a, a lapsed gamer. That, yeah, literally. Oh, wow. Yeah, literally. Uh, it's it's really strange. Mm. But yeah, I've I, I've been having these moments where I just sort of sit in front of my I come upstairs and I've got half an hour and I think, right, I'm gonna play a game. And I look at my screen and I go, I can't be bothered. And I just <laughs> go yep. and do something else. And um I'm really trying to get back into games and stuff. And I thought, right, I know what I do. Everyone's raving about Spider Man. Like Spider Man can't be bad. And um it's not. It's great. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it, but I am so rusty. Um, it's that thing of, I, I don't know if you've had it, like you play like something like a first-person shooter and then you just, you can't get your head around the controls for a while. You, It's like you've never used twin sticks before. 
Uh, and um, I had exactly the same thing on Spider-Man. It just sort of goes, right, so this is Spider-Man, this is Peter Parker, blah, 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 uh, and just swing across the world, go. And I did, I was hitting buildings, I was smashing into the floor, I was, I didn't know what I was doing. And obviously the game is tr- trying not to hold your hand too much because it's trying to uh, just keep the pace up. And it's it just assumes, oh, everyone's a great gamer and they can just, you know, oh, this will really be easy. And it just wasn't. It, this, it, there was no. I, I needed like the kind of. Have you ever played a computer game before? Here's a tutorial on how to swing, <laughs> and it's a little bit more in depth. So, um, yeah. So I, I spent a good ah oh, two hours just crashing my way around New York, basically. Mm. Um, the only good side of that was that my son found it hilarious. <laughs> so he, he now he just goes play play the game, make Spider Man go bash. <laughs> so um, that that's what I do, but um, I'm now getting my head around the kind of mechanics of it now. Now I'm getting a little less rusty, getting a bit more used to it. And um, yeah, that game that game is incredible. Controls beautifully. Uh, I, I love the kind of change of directions and stuff. And the only thing I'm finding with it at the start at the moment is that I'm finding it very Assassin's Creedy, and I'm just going from plot point uh, like sort of icon to icon to icon to icon. And even though the, the, the cutscenes and the kind of story it's telling and the way it conveys its narrative is really well put over, it does just feel like, right, get to this waypoint, watch a film, get to this waypoint, watch a film, get to this waypoint, watch a film. And um, I'm, I need it to kind of give me a few more... Uh, in, in the early, early days, it needs to give me a little bit more kind of um, variety. But I'm hoping that's just where I'm in the early days of the game and stuff, and that sort of will suddenly open up and branch out a lot more. Uh, I'd say yes. Um, I haven't finished it myself. Um, other games got in the way. Uh, <laughs> I do intend to go back to it. The the, um, the open world um, sort of activities I really enjoyed, um, mm. but there is kind of like. There's only a really a handful of them that get reused. Um, yeah. There are certain events that are really fun, like clearing out the uh, enemy, um, the gang hideouts and things like that, uh, yeah. where it's like try and use stealth for as long as possible, and then you actually have to start fighting. And then like the combat it's got system, the dishonored problem, hasn't it? Of... Kind of, but dishonored was like the, the combat. That game was never designed to be a combat game, whereas like you know, Spider-Man can hold his own. Mm. Um, and once you start unlocking some of the abilities, the combat becomes really, really fun. Um, yeah. It suits the uh, sort of uh, Arkham-style combat more than... Uh, well, it, it seems like it feels more natural and more befitting in this game than it ever did in Batman, because yeah. Batman, uh, Batman's a bruiser. He's a, he's a thug. He's not supposed to be... He's not. A, I, I never saw Batman as being a particularly athletic... No, it's not live and alive and bendy, is yeah, it? Yeah, not you know uh, acrobatic sort of character doing backflips and stuff like that. He's just supposed to punch people really hard, uh, and so mm. this combat sort of works. Well, feel for, at least in my opinion, feels like it suits Spider Man more than it ever did Batman. I'm enjoying the kind of DMC like combos that I'm getting into, where I'm forcing people into the air and then using webs to kind mm. of shoot across, like shoot them across or back to me, or yeah. you know throw a guy in the air hit him, throw him away, punch, bring him back to the web, punch him, 
then use a web to come back down and take some and keep those combos going i'm really enjoying that and i don't think you'd get that though you can i think you can do those kinds of things in in batman it doesn't feel as it feels more natural in this only because like you say uh spider-man's such a a lightweight character mm. that and an athletic and acrobatic so it, yeah it just it just feels more natural yeah Yeah, Uh, and that's it's that runs all the way through the game as well. It's like um, Insomniac get the character of Spider. Well, they they get the characters Mm. of Spider Man and Peter Parker because they're two very distinct characters, two two very distinct sides of the same character, and so they they get the sort of like socially awkward uh, but well meaning Peter Parker, and then the you know flamboyant, overly confident. (laughs) spider-man side of the yeah. character like they they get they get that character i'm thoroughly enjoying the, those story elements yeah. they're, 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 they're played beautifully mm-hmm. but like i say i just uh, i hope there's more game there push i'd say push through the story a little bit more yeah um and then, and i, I yeah. think it might suck you in a bit um but yeah yeah that's that's pretty much all i've been playing other than the big one obviously which i'll i'll hold off for, for now but yeah um, yeah we'll I'm, like i said that. thoroughly enjoying it and it's making my son giggle and he's he now all he wants to do is sing the theme to spider-man <laughs> from the 1960s tv show so good. that's good <laughs> can think of worse things to do exactly um adam yep what have you been playing that doesn't involve cowboys <sighs> been playing the old move in the house game and Decorating yeah. endlessly. Oh, you mean real life Tetris. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Got really good at it. <laughs> Moved twice in two months. Uh, Did you learn how, I learned to, things learn how like, to do the uh, the real life T spin? Yeah, pretty good at that. Can do it with TV stands. Uh, I guess this is completely boring and off topic, but they don't have like property chains here. If you're selling your house and someone wants to move in on X date. You're letting them move in on X date no matter what. So, and then <laughs> so you have to find a go. You have to go, yeah. Otherwise, they're like, I don't want to buy it. I'll find another place. So, yeah, so <laughs> moved out, lived with the in laws for about three weeks, and then moved into this house. Nice. Planned on slowly decorating until the wife decided she wanted everything doing that we were going to take a year to do oh, yeah. by this Saturday yeah. because we're having a house party. <laughs> like, so you've been playing real life house flipper? <laughs> yeah. Except for I have to stay. There's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess as a re- my point is, as a result of all of this, I've kind of found myself a bit like Chazzy, like uh, become a lapsed gamer without even realising it. Like, and that's the peril of it. You kind of slip into it. Um, mm. So I'm kind of at the moment just jumping between a whole bunch of games. Um, I listed like the highlights of what I played, but I've played way more because I can't like settle on anything mm. um, other than the Red Dead kind of. Um, so I've been playing a lot of FIFA 19. Um, I can't remember if I was still on the sh- I was still on the show when FIFA 18 came. And I hated FIFA 18 because it felt too on the rails and everything was too automated. Mm-hmm. They've kind of uh, unshackled FIFA 19 a little bit. It's a little bit like how Pro Evo is. Like the animations, everything's kind of animated. It's a bit looser and not automated. It's a bit more fluid, isn't it? Yeah. But as a result, the community at large actually hates it. And I think that's because they've <laughs> made it more fluid and unlocked a lot of the animation and stuff it's a lot harder to cover up a lot of the bullshit that fifa has in it like the scripting like 
players just gliding past each other, shots mysteriously like going through goalkeepers and stuff. Because they've kind of, before they've managed to, because a lot of the stuff was like almost like a roller coaster that had two paths streaming, they kind of were able to dip it, but now there's like, it's like a roller coaster that's got 50 paths, you're going to tell that it's going off in a different direction kind of, and it's hellish. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. I feel like it's, people have complained it's like a more level playing field and kind of is you do beat people that have like i play all on my team you beat people that have icons in their team and it's more fun because um, then you don't have to either sink stupid amounts of time playing or playing the transfer market jump throwing in a bunch of money on the hope you'll get a messy out of a pack or something um so yeah really enjoying fifa 19 i haven't started the journey yet because i want to stream myself playing that because yeah. it's bringing together this epic three-year story <laughs> that we i've got to go back and i want to i want to pick up i've got to pick up 18 i've got to pick up 19 because I, I got really into the journey i played it <laughs> over like sort of i don't know three nights one night but yeah. i was up till sort of, sort of silly in the morning playing it so and yeah. i thoroughly enjoyed it but it was one of those things where it was just like what am i doing with my life yeah like follow, get getting really absorbed into this story. You wanted yeah. to obviously yeah. wanted to see the next um, cutscene starring such Oscar-winning performances from Harry Kane and yeah. uh, Marco Royce Harry, and Harry the Charisma Kane. Oh my god, he looks like Frankenstein's monster in that. In that <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love the fact that the journey. For all the people who like sort of take the pee out of it and stuff, it, it really is doing something unique, and it's exactly. it's way better than anyone gives it credit for. Yeah, it, really it? Like, it has a story. It has like faux choices and stuff. You can customize your guy. That could be done really badly. And yeah, it could, it could be, be like super cringe, and it isn't. It, it, it actually, you know, it's on the right side of silly. Yeah. The only th- you know. yeah, it is. like it's not taking itself seriously. Like no, it, it, even though it does places... tackle some semi-serious plot no. points, like in the I won't spoil it because you haven't played a bit. In FIFA 18, yeah. like Alex does go through like both quite a big footballing journey, but also quite a personal journey with stuff to do with his dad and stuff. And it is it's soapy and stuff. It's like an episode of like Dream Team or something. But who cares? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Nick's way too young to know what Dream Team was. Sorry. <laughs> Sky One Google show it. about a fictional football team called Harchester United, and it was brilliant. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Sounds like the best on that um, Sun cartoon, wasn't it? Striker or something. That's it. It was that, my yeah. manifest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing that. Would recommend it. I will say the, the, the journey is a more believable football story than. Do you ever watch those films? Uh, goal. Oh, goal. goal. Yeah. yeah. I watched the, the first, first one. Because, the first one had uh, so much potential. Oh, mate. It had cameos from uh, Alan Shearer and yeah. Zidane and Raul. <laughs> <laughs> you only like it because part of it was filmed at New York. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the main reason why I watched it. Yeah. Did you end up watching... This is, again, off topic. Did you end up watching the third one, anyone? What, where he wins the World Cup for Mexico? That's not what happens, though. Well, it is, but... No, it's, I, 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 I assumed that was what happened, because it's like, he plays no. for Newcastle, so, and then in the second one, suddenly he's too good for Newcastle and goes to Real Madrid, and I, and I was like, you know what, fuck you. And then I never bothered watching the third one. So the third one was, like, straight to DVD and, like, budget, and... 
They went to great lengths to like integrate the footage for the first one by putting them like getting them to run out during actual games and filming footage and stuff. It was a big deal. By the mm-hmm. time the third one came around, most of the matches were played in front of a green screen and oh. like a really like really bad screen screen. It had nothing to do with the main character. It had something to do with another character who like and he has a tragic end at the end of the film, but you don't care <laughs> because <laughs> You don't even know who he is. <laughs> I might have to watch it now. Terrible. So the journey's better than goal. It's bet. It's on a par with Dream Team, but better than goal. Yeah, that's where we're. Oh, the nice. points it's on to a go. Par with EastEnders. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next thing I've been playing, which is probably my one game I would recommend for a lapsed gamer, is Forza, Forza Horizon Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't finish three. I kind of fell out of love with it for a bit, little bit, Can and you... I don't know whether it's. Do you ever finish one of those games? Well, you know what I mean. Like you can, you can do all the showcase events and there's story chapters oh, and stuff that you yeah. kind of finish. They do keep an endless roll of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but Forza Horizon Four, I blasted through all the showcase, finished a whole bunch of the story chapters. Um, it's def- I don't know what it is. It could be the setting, like it's like Britain, and a lot of it feels like modelled after Yorkshire, which is where I used to live. So then it's just like, okay, this is like my jam. There's a character that sounds like Sean Bean in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm all over this. Um, (laughs) But they've also really well uh, sort of refined the formula a little bit. So you're leveling up faster. There's more of the like wheel spin things. You feel like you're constantly unlocking stuff. Whereas some of the previous ones have felt like a bit of a grind, especially because they they are putting real money transaction stuff in there. Yeah. This one is enough to, that keeps you going. You're unlocking cool cars. All the um, the barn find stuff is cool. So I would recommend. And you can dip in and out, and you don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. There's always something to do. That's There's the thing like, that I found that's even better than uh, Forza Horizon 3 was uh, I blasted through most of the content in Forza Horizon 3 and the Hot Wheels DLC and then the Blizzard Mountain stuff. And then I was just kind of like, oh, I feel a bit burnt out on this. But um, with four, it's like come back every Thursday, and the world will reset, and it's a new season, and mm, there will be yeah. new timed seasonal events, and the handling mechanic changes completely. The type of events that are available change depending on whether it's like spring, summer, autumn, yeah. winter. In winter, parts of the map that were previously inaccessible are now accessible because like lakes are frozen over and whatnot, and it just feels like you know how um, like. Uh, anyone who's played like Destiny for any length of time is like, oh, jump back on on reset day and there's a bunch of new activities to do. Um, same thing with uh, with yeah, Forza Horizon exactly. 4. Jump in on a Thursday when the world resets and it's like a bunch of new stuff to do. That and I really, really like the um, uh, Forza's on live at the top of every hour. Oh, yeah. So that's that not something cool. I did until later, but they are really cool. Like, you drive to an area, and then it's like, okay, it's almost a bit burnout paradise. It's like, okay, now you're going to do uh, this event. So I did one way. It was like we had to speed in a speed trap, and you're all, as a team, racing past a speed trap to yeah. try and hit, like, 10,000 kilometers per hour or something. And it's super fun. Um, there's other ones where you're, like, wrecking a town center and stuff, and you've all got to crash into stuff. Um, so yeah, really fun game. Would definitely recommend it for laps gamers. It's yeah. not um, it's not as simmy as the motorsport games, and then mm. you can add other assists as you want. Like I often race with a driving line on, but then there's also like brake assist you can add, like traction control, all sorts. Um, so really fun. Um, I guess a racing game I've not had as much fun on 
Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't call it a racing game. Car-based game is Onrush. Mm. Um, I've been dipping in and out of it, but it's not really stuck with me. Uh, I love the premise of it, but something about it doesn't feel right. I don't know if it's like the controls are too mushy or something. Um, but yeah, I exactly I, what it is. Is the I collision? Just, the collisions are um, uh, are too random. There's it no. Might be that. Uh, yeah. It, uh, Mark and I have have played lots of onrush mm-hmm. uh, at different points, and what you find is that you you drive into a car thinking, well, that that should take this guy out, mm. and if it was in burnout or something, it would do, but it, it just doesn't register the hit because you're not at the right. You haven't hit the right hitbox to take take the car out. It's there's something in the collision detection on that game that, that is really off and yeah. needs refining. And if they ever got the chance, which they won't, to do an Unrush 2, um, it would. I think they would be able to tighten that up and, and really make that, that sing. But unfortunately, like people have just had your reaction to it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's game. a personal thing, though. I don't think that... Because I, I, I think the game feels fantastic. Um mm to me but i can see why uh, other people might not get on with it but you know you every have personal preferences in the car mm. handling models and, and and things like that like i must be one of the few people who actually likes how the cars handle in the crew and the crew too um no see that's the same thing that it feels like it has that weird mushy feel to me mm. that i cannot stand yeah <laughs> so yeah maybe it's just that style isn't for me but whereas the Forza is, where it's like kind of that mix between yeah. complete mush, like sliding around, versus like sim. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shame because Onrush, when it's when it's on song, is um, <laughs> is incredible. Yeah, there's, and it's such no a unique idea. Like yeah, there's also like no when other you're... racing game quite like it because no, yeah. no, because it's not a racing yeah. game. That's the thing is it. it it is just a rolling circular battle royale. Yeah, that's like all it car is. Car combat battle royale kind of thing. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a roller derby. It's the, but it's so difficult because every game that you've ever played that has a car in it or some kind of vehicle, you are racing to get in, get to the front. Yeah. And in this, you're not. That that is the complete opposite of what you're trying to do. Yeah. You're trying to stay in the pack and you're trying to stay with everyone else. And that's so weird, and it's almost unnatural. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's it's, it's weird because, like I say, I I loved it. Like from from day one, I sort of played it at Res. I, I absolutely adore it, but it's a very very odd mindset mm. to play. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, next thing I played, Hitman Two. Uh, Hitman was my game of the year, twenty sixteen, and this is bloody brilliant. Uh, it's very clear that it was meant to be part of the original season one, kind of as a continuation, like it was the same package kind of thing. Um, there is a weird adjustment to go through because I guess somebody that played it as much as me and was like there, but like doing every elusive target, doing every escalation mission, all these suddenly new levels that you're not familiar with, it almost brings this weird sense of like, no, wait. This doesn't quite feel right. I'm used to doing... I know where everything is. So having to relearn all that stuff's cool. I've only played the first level because I'm not the person that's like beating it once and going. I want to do every single... They call them uh, mission stories now. So I want to work out mm-hmm. every single way to unlock each costume, each way of killing somebody. So I've only played the first level, but it's bloody fantastic. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. bit like Andy... 
went and thought I'll play some uh, Telltale for their demise. Uh, and I had this sort of sat because I bought it in the Humble Bundle. I finally found a good use for this, the Steam Controller. Um, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy has like the second cursor that you control with the right stick and it doesn't quite feel right with like an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. But walking around normally with this and then using the tactile pad for the right cursor works really well. Um, it also shows you how much like lightning in a box James Gunn had with those first two movies because this has got all the similar sort of jokes and punchlines. It kind of misses the mark a little bit mm. and isn't quite as funny. So it's a shame that he's uh, disappeared now. And then I guess my last mm. thing to talk about before the big one is uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas, which you've also been playing, Mark. Yes, yeah, um, I've been playing a lot of that. And this is the one game through all my lapsedness, I guess, I have still been managing to play um, and enjoying. It's basically like a kid's No Man's Sky kind of. Mm. Um, less resource building, but you're still using resources to like level up bases and stuff on planets. You can still do the whole thing of I'm on the ground and I'm flying up and flying to another planet. Playing it on Switch, so it's like the got the Star Fox missions, which are really cool. Um, yeah, surprised by it. I didn't plan on picking it up. Uh, I picked up the digital version, so I don't have to piss about with the toys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I would really recommend it if you people see it in sales and do like. There's not that many space games out there anymore. Really, you've got that. You've got No Man's Sky. You've got Elite Dangerous, and you've got Star Citizen that might come out one day. Other <laughs> it's never that, coming no, out. <laughs> never no, coming out. There's <laughs> nothing. There's no other space games out there as like a going concern and. You really, ho- I really hope this game did well and they add more stuff. Even if it does mean eventually they drop like the toy lines and it just becomes digital DLC, mm-hmm. I'd be on board for more or a sequel that does away with the toys. Like a really fun game. Yeah, it's it's I mean, weird. Ubisoft. It's like it's best played without the toys. Yeah, like because if if you buy the digital version, you get all of the ships. Whereas if you buy like the starter pack, you get one or two ships, and then you have to unlock the other ships yeah. through. Toys through the actual toys, um, and like the yeah, the digital version with all the ships is cheaper than the starter version with only one ship. Yeah, you miss out on one of the toys or whatever, but you know, can I ask a question? Um, no, no, you can't. What is the what is the sort of pushback against the toys? What what is it that that drives that for you? Is it the because I'm I'm working on something at the moment that is all about um, or there's a big thing in sort of marketing at the moment about having um, sort of tactile feedback and having people go back to that kind of having objects to play with and interact with and um, obviously I'm seeing Starlink and they're giving you a toy that they you can bolt things onto and it it suddenly makes the game outside of the, the meta of the game a bit more interesting and a bit more tactile and a bit more touchy feely and is it is it solely the price that that the price it, it drives the price of the game up or is it the or is it just that you see it as useless tax? no no the it's, price it's... and the convenience i think for me like <laughs> because i don't want to have to i don't want to spend all that extra money to buy all the extra yeah. ships for starters mm, yeah. i know i can pick this up and throw it in my bag and I've got the handheld version to play with me no matter where I am. I mean, there is yeah. a way to clock, like you can scan the toys 
and then you keep them like they stay with yeah. the game for like seven days or something before you have to scan them again but then i still don't want that inconvenience i'd be pissed off with myself if i went out yeah. with my switch <laughs> turn it on and it's like i'll scan you owing because you're uh, seven days has lapsed whereas mm. and the sort of game it is it lends itself to that immediacy pick up mm. and play i don't want to mm. have to be with a handheld system i don't want to have to be messing about yeah. going to look for the toys it's also a bit fiddly like what would i do if i lost one of the guns that's stuck on the wing and then i go to a mission it's like oh you need the volcano fire gun and i'm like where the bloody hell is that thing gone i'd be so versus just pressing the start button and then hitting change loadout so it comes down to like a, almost a convenience thing of like yeah. for as much as that is like all the kind of the head, oh it's all touchy feely and tactile and lovely and you get to be a kid again your adult kind of ness takes over, yeah, takes over even yeah. though you're playing a game and just like no i want this yeah. i want to be here i want to be on a train i don't yeah. want to be in front of people switching guns out yeah toy well, you could bring yeah. your suitcase full of toys and just get it out. well yeah <laughs> i mean as someone who has shelves full of amiibo i have no problem owning plastic tat yeah um and the, the ships like we got to get hands on with the with the ships when we played it at uh, egx yeah. and they're lovely little models uh, very detailed and I would love to have some but it's just I if I wanted to have all of the ships and the game um, it's yeah. a, a lot of money so, yeah. do, so do you think we might shot themselves in the foot with this game by basing it around toys because it didn't sell that but well it's, it's, I, I don't think, think they would have done is, though because like it's digital. You can you can do it without the, the toys. Yeah. So if they hadn't have put that in, I think yeah, they would have massively shut themselves. Somebody in. must have realised at some point in the development that the toys for life market was shrinking or yeah. like not getting bigger at least. And then they were like, okay, we have to offer an alternative. We can't just mm. put this. Yeah. It'll die because I wouldn't. I don't think I would have bought it to be honest if it was physical yeah, only I, but, and that was the thing. But if I'm a parent and go out and just see this in Smith's toy shop, I think oh, that's quite nice. I mean, I realise oh bollocks i need to buy all these ships for my son well that's been the problem with every um yeah every it was a toys to life game isn't it i'd be a bit annoyed if i realized oh, if i could have bought a digital mm. version for x amount mm-hmm. cheaper yeah. and get everything rather than yeah but at least you get yeah, that option with this which you wouldn't you no. didn't you don't get with like uh you, don't, well, you didn't get because there's not none of the toys to life games left anymore but you didn't get with lego dimensions or uh, Skylanders, or Disney uh, Infinite, yeah. or anything like that. Um, hey, look, man. It's your favourite. Lego Sonic. That's it. <laughs> I, I only ask. I only ask it, it, I, because it it feels like us as sort of older gamers. We we it's taking some of that. Um, I don't know that kind of fun and uh, silliness and kind of I don't know that that kind of joy out of games because we're, we're just worrying about price or, you know, having a bit of tat where, mm. you know, if you'd have been 10 years younger, you probably would have jumped all over it. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me that we've become, it's not jaded as such, but we're kind of far. It's almost like a weird savviness has got in the way of, uh, some, something a little bit more fun and creative. Uh, no, I think it's just with adulthood. Just, yeah. Maybe. I mean, or, yeah. Something I, Nick will learn one day when he grows up. Yeah, Starlink's kind of yeah. It's 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 a really interesting little game. Um, mm. Outside of the whole um, t- 
toys aspect and the swapping out your ships and your pilots and your um and the weapons and stuff which is i feel like it's probably almost easier doing digitally than it would be with the toys mm. uh outside of all that stuff it's just it's just a yeah it's a nice mix of like a uh, I felt like some of it was a bit Zelda-y, yeah. some of it was a bit sort of Monster Hunter-y, yeah. some of it was a bit No Man's Sky. Yeah, but like, like, but when like we a, played a streamlined No Man's Sky, instead of like mm. an infinite galaxy of not a lot, there's one solar system of of quite a lot of stuff and, you know, an actual storyline with characters. Um, it's got a bit of Mass Effect in there um, and it's got a very like Saturday morning sort of cartoon vibe about it and... Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool little game. I did notice. Um, I don't know if when, when this will be going out, but at a time of recording, around the Black Friday sales, like the starter packs, if you wanted to get um, a physical version of the game with one of the ships, is down from like sixty, seventy quid down to about thirty yes. quid. Ooh. Yeah, sixty nine pound at like regular tub price, and it's now thirty, thirty eight, thirty nine. Yeah. I think on on Amazon just for Black Friday, and I'm kind of tempted to just to. <laughs> if I want that, <laughs> I want that R wing, man. I want that R wing. <laughs> but yeah, nice. um, I guess we better talk about Red Dead. Um, it's the biggest game out at the moment. It's probably the biggest game of the year. Uh, a bunch of us have been playing it. For those of you who haven't, I'm sorry. Sit back, <laughs> relax. Pour yourself, some, pour yourself <sighs> some bourbon. Um, so Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, where to begin? <laughs> right. Who's enjoying uh, it? Well, I finished it. I've seen the credits roll. Um, I'm gonna right. Okay. So right. First of all, from a gameplay perspective, I think this is the first game that we've seen that has learnt serious lessons from um, Breath of the Wild. Um, I thought at the time when that game came out that it might begin to inform the way that um, open world games go because Nintendo looked at how the West was making open world RPGs and said, you know what, we can do it better. Um, and then I totally did that. And lots of the lots of elements from Breath of the Wild are, are evident in in some way or another in Red Dead 2 like the need to change your clothing depending on the sort of climate you're in um eating different foodstuffs and drinks to to keep up like your your stamina or your health or your your dead eye and and whatnot um there's there's yeah there's lots of little elements in there that weren't in the first red dead at all and haven't been in any rockstar open world game um so I think in terms of gameplay, like they've learned quite a lot from that. Um, now, storyline. Um, Rockstar have always had... I, th- I thought they've always had a really good grasp of the sort of um, films, medium that they're trying to parody, that they're trying to... Um, Emo, you know, evoke or, or, or mimic in some way, but then their execution has always been a little bit off. Um, there are bits in GTA Five where it's like this is definitely supposed to be heat, but it's not a very good version of heat. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, um, and Red Dead Redemption One was sort of like 
the the guys at Rockstar San Diego were obviously big fans of at uh, that point were still quite early on in the sort of revisionist Wild West sort of thing, like with shows like Deadwood and films like The Assassination of Jesse James by the Cow Robert Ford and um uh, later on True Grit and 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 films like that. Um but they were still kind of with one foot stuck in the old spaghetti western sort of thing. Um Red Dead 2 is a lot more mature. It's it's probably Rockstar's most mature and most confident piece of storytelling. Um it leans very heavily on a lot of that um revisionist wild west stuff like there are scenes which are ripped straight out of the assassination of Jesse James even down to like mimicking Roger Deakins sort of like vaseline smeared around the edge of the lens sort of look um but it still doesn't quite nail it um it doesn't feel as someone who's a big fan of of uh, deadwood i think is one of the, the greatest tv shows ever made um and i love films like like true like the, the coen brothers adaptation of true grit this doesn't feel quite as authentic as those um I don't know whether that's just because they wanted they needed to make it a little bit more appealing to a wider audience or, or not. But yeah, I was just gonna say that. Is that just because you kind of have more knowledge of it and other people would soak up that atmosphere and this might be their the most exposure they've ever had to that kind of Western. And then maybe would lap it up. Maybe, yeah. I mean, um like for instance, uh, Deadwood can be actually quite difficult to follow because everyone speaks in a very time um appropriate vernacular uh the only thing they really changed was swear words to make them more impactful because back then like calling someone a ningam poop was <laughs> the height of an insult <laughs> like um but uh i mean I, it sounds like i'm being kind of harsh on it but it's it i i think the game's a masterpiece it's just um maybe because i'm i i love that revisionist wild west genre so much it the storytelling doesn't quite reach the heights that i wanted but in terms of an open world game um it's pretty special i've always had this thing of uh with gta games that they're better technical masterpieces than they are games um you know like uh, you can see it with gta 5 gta 4 uh, and even with Red Dead, this Red Dead Redemption Two, the the, the systems are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you interact with people is incredible. The the life, uh, the wildlife systems are just stunning. And uh, you've got hunting systems and building systems, and like you say, you've got systems on top of systems for um, crafting and making potions and you know whatever. That that's all wonderful, and it's it's so jam-packed with stuff from a technical point of view you just go how on earth like it's like uh, i've heard people lauding the animations and like you've got multiple different animations for you know getting on and off the horse and when you're in different contexts and all, all that kind of stuff but the game is just like you like you say with the story like riding a horse can be a bit stilted and difficult and there's there's so that uh, like the, the gunplay is not great and it's a holdover from 
God knows how many different GTA games. It doesn't Since feel... like GTA 3. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> the mission structure is... I mean, that hasn't changed since the PS2 era to, to a degree. And it, it feels like it's got one foot in the past, but a massive, like, you know, a stride into the future at the same time. It's yeah. so weirdly balanced. There are um, a lot of missions, especially towards the end, where it's just uh, ride from point A to point B and then shoot everyone. <laughs> um, and that's it. And and that stuff does feel incredibly dated. I mean, it it kind of felt a little bit weak in Red Dead 1, and that was eight years ago. Um hmm. But at the same time, the personal story, all the stuff that happens around that, the personal story of Arthur Morgan and the other members of the Vandalin gang just spending time wandering around the the campsite, talking to the characters, sitting down and playing poker or dominoes with them um, is something I haven't really seen uh, in a video. There's a subtlety to that that you don't see Rockstar do. No. No, exactly. Yeah, like uh, the uh, uh, GTA Five was basically a the uh, they wanted. To, it's a middle-aged man's like sort of um, this midlife crisis. Yeah, well, it, it was like, like it, it, was. it was trying to do satire with a sledgehammer, and like um, it felt really awkward and clunky in places, and just like. Like, uh, you know, it, it was like playing it while someone was sitting there, like, elbowing you in the ribs and, and winking at you. Hey, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you know? And um, this is just, this is far more confident in its storytelling. Um, there there are a lot of missions, like you said, that kind of, like, drag, and it's just like, I'm just, I just don't... The pacing don't is... Don't make is, me shoot I know they've gone people. for a slower pace because it was a slower pace of life at mm-hmm. the time, but... Well, no, I appreciate that. Like, I I, I Yeah, no, like, I, think that's, I think that's really, like you say, that's really confident. Mm-hmm. I like how but slow and deliberate point, things are. It can drag a, yeah, it can drag a mission down. It can, yeah, and um, towards the end, like... Uh, we're not. We're not going to get into like spoilers and like story stuff. Like we'll have to do that another mm. time. But like, um, yeah, towards the end, like I was reaching this point where I was like, right, okay, this feels like I'm reaching a natural conclusion to the story, and then I hit that point, and then it carried on going, and then it carried on going for another twelve hours, um, <laughs> and it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it because the stuff moment to moment gameplay was was fun's the wrong sort of word because a lot of it is just ex- just existing in that world yeah it's cleaning your guns like brushing your horse um just drinking in the atmosphere um and i, and I but you have to give yourself over to do that mm-hmm. and if you're someone who most gamers are, are gonna just <coughs> mainline the story and kind of Right, show me the next thing, show me the next thing, show me the next thing. And this game doesn't want you to do that. It wants you to steep in everything. Yeah. You know, all the systems and all the atmosphere and all the, you know, pick up a a photo from the the side of your bed and and read the back of it and, you know, drink it all in. And sometimes... I I think it's so at odds with what people kind of nowadays are kind of, no, I want this now, do it, go. And like that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, at all. It's like it's nice to be able to do that, and it's nice that the game is confident enough to have that in there. Mm. But it's also, it doesn't give you the option to not play it that way. 
Yeah. Like, you... You're forced into a long ride to somewhere. Yeah, you can fast travel Uh, from your camp to one of the towns you've been to. And then you can travel between towns uh, if you get on the train or get a carriage or anything like that. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere um, and you need to get back to town, you're going to have to get on your horse and travel. Uh, and sometimes it's a, it's a long way. Uh, and if something happens to your horse, you're walking. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. like... It's, yeah, it's kind of difficult because... Part of that's to be applauded. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, from that confidence point of view, but also part of it is just like, this is duck. This is just dragging and dull. And why have I got to walk across a million miles? You know, it, it's it's at odds with it's like where, where games nowadays are trying to make things more convenient and more easy and more streamlined. This is just going, no, 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 no. We're going to make this more difficult yeah. and more. You know, treacherous. Or, yeah, it's gone like and completely then... in the opposite direction, and like they've that sort of like that's a design choice. Yeah, that like slow pace and that deliberateness to everything is present in in um, Breath of the Wild, uh, as, but in that game, it never. I never noticed it. You know what I mean? I was like, I was, I was never noticed as like, huh, this is taking a long time. But that's a testament to the level design. Yeah. Because you're, you're always tripping over something mm. new in, in the, you know, in that yeah, world. Yeah. And I mean, like, this... you never go more than a couple of minutes and you've fallen over a, a you know, a gob, you know, a goblin kind of camp or, mm-hmm. so, you know, there's always something to fall over. In this, sometimes you are just, running through the bush on your horse for five ten minutes yeah i saw a youtube video and i cannot remember who it was by so apologies but it was talking about how in a lot of open world games they have um a system where well they're designed so that wherever you are in the map you're never more than like 40 seconds i think it was away from something Mm. interesting like at any point they used uh, a triangle system yes yeah. yeah, so yeah, so you're never far away from something interesting. In uh, Red Dead, it's like that. That's there, but the 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 distance, the distance is between the points is so much more. Like yeah. there's there's so much in that world, but the world is so vast that you can ride for minutes at a time and see nothing except for exquisite, beautiful you know, design, beautifully designed um, environments. Uh, and when I'm in the right mood, uh, just existing in that world is kind of amazing. But mm. it's, it, it's, it's sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I just really can't be bothered with this. Like it, it took yeah. me, I, I played, I played for like five days straight when it came out. And then I was like, I've got to take a break, and I never, I never got that with with um, with Breath of the Wild. I know I'm going to keep drawing comparisons between the two, but they are very similar in you know in certain ways. Um, they're they're both very th- like it's thoughtful, you know, uh, it, both of those games. But one of them, like I say, with 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 Zelda, you're uh, you're you're constantly chopping and changing and 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 making things happen. Uh, whereas in Red Dead, I, f- I just feel like I'm bunching a load of missions together, mm. traipsing across mm. the map for hours, 
getting there, shooting two men, and then running back again. Um, but then again, I have had instances that have been brilliant where you know I've gone to go across a bridge and I've built and some uh, bunch of guys have tried to hold hold me up with a stagecoach mm-hmm. blocking the bridge, yeah. and you know you just suddenly they're demanding money from you, and you're like, right, well, I'm not having this, and you just take them all out and uncouple the horses and ride the horses back and sell them at the stables and make a profit. Yeah. And it's it's moments like that where the game actually that really does excel is like stuff like yeah. that or like wandering through it the adapts. woods and stumbling upon a um a gathering of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> right, I'd loaded all my guns yeah. and I was ready to <laughs> jump out of the bushes and gun them all down. Uh, and then they they were they were trying to light a um a big cross on a crucifix on fire and it, it fell down <laughs> and set them all on fire um and like yeah lots of little moments like that that are obviously scripted but feel kind of organic and natural out <coughs> in the way but the open world um and then also some of the missions are like not not the sort of thing that you would expect to see in a rockstar open world game like um, driving a bunch of uh, suffragettes around in a in a horse and wagon, or um, going into town with Lenny and getting incredibly drunk, uh, and then That's a oh, mission. there's yeah. one moment in there where you're about to get into a fist fight with one guy, and then it cuts instantly to everybody dancing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, but it's, it completely subverts what you what you think yeah. at, at, at all turns. That whole mission, I was just waiting for. Oh no! I'm going to have another bar yeah. fight, and I'm going to be out on the street, yeah. and it's another one of those that I've just had 20 minutes mm-hmm. ago. And yeah, it completely, yeah, it completely subverts your expectations, and it ends up being a great night. And it, it, that's what I love about this game is that it does things like that, where it shows you just someone's day, and it doesn't have to be all gunfights and drama. Sometimes it's just two blokes going to a pub, get absolutely mullered and act like a tip. Yep. <laughs> and that's perfectly valid and that's perfectly valid for the, like their their lives, you know, that just shows you they they play hard, they drink hard and, you know, they they're normal human beings. Mm. It it grounds them. Yeah. And uh yeah, there's they, like you say there's so, so many missions in this, right? Um like the the mission design like once I've got into the missions, it is great. Like I, I think there was one where I had to sneak, sneak around the house, and steal X amount of, um, you know, uh, X X amount from them, like like uh, money wise. Yeah, while everyone's still sleeping. And while everyone's still sleeping, and I thought oh, that was a great mission. That's you know, like you don't expect that from a cowboy no. game. I loved it. No. I That's the thing. It's like uh, that... it's uh, we've, we've spent quite a lot of time being quite down on the game, but um, yeah. it's it's. Uh, pro- I'd say without without a doubt the best game that Rockstar have ever made. Um, it cements them as the master of building, working, believable, living, mm. breathing open worlds. Like you can follow round, you can pick any NPC in any town and follow them round, and they have a daily routine that is, you know, what you would expect a person to do: get up, go to work, go to the saloon, get drunk, pass out, get up, go to work um it's like how you would expect people to live day to day in this world like uh and in terms of the storytelling and the way that it's 
It does its, uh, the, 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 the mission design on the whole is incredibly mature and incredibly well thought out. It's just it's not perfect. Um, mm. uh, there are you know there's not many perfect games that exist, um, and this this definitely isn't a perfect game. But it's I think it's deserving of its plaudits. It's deserving of being probably the biggest game of the year. I cannot wait for uh, Red Dead Online to launch. Is that an official thing? Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah. Have they yeah. announced that's yeah, a yeah, definite yeah. thing? I, I've been out of it, so I, I, I've I not followed anything. I've literally the just was, picked this um, game up because it's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, then the announcement was very funny. It was like, oh, we're going to have Red Dead Online. It's coming like a month after the game comes out. Um, temper your expectations. It'll probably be broken at launch. Which I thought was kind of really <laughs> honest of them because like GTA Online was a train Standard. wreck when that first launched. Um, we've talked quite a lot. Um, Adam, you've been mm. playing it as well. Yeah, I kind of feel that it's not... I played it the first week it came out and then I think because of my current um, decorating frenzy, it's not a game you can dip in and out of. Mm-mm, no. Especially like... It demands Some, so much time. Yeah, and something super annoying me. Like, you guys are talking about the trying to get out of the wilderness on the horse. So it has that whole, like, almost like a refinement of the Witcher system where it's, like, automated. So if you set a waypoint, you go, you click into cinematic mode, the horse will just go. But I had so many you're instances. You're not engaged. Yeah, you're not engaged. You still are sat there for a long time because it, it cares more about showing you the cinematic, like, vistas and stuff than it does actually serving to help you get there quicker like if it sped it up a little bit or something i'd be happy and then you also have the problem that every time you go through a town your horse will go mental and knock into somebody mm-hmm. and then everyone starts shooting at you or something yeah. or you miss stranger opportunities <laughs> like i wish it turned off the stranger opportunities when you're in that cinematic mode because i've had ones where you're hearing someone going hey mister help me Flick out of cinematic, get your bearings, and then you'll turn around and it's someone being shot in the head and they're dead already. It's like, oh, okay. And I know those things apparently do like repopulate until you actually finish them, but it's still super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of the the core system. It's just like too many to manage between you and your horse. Um, like they kind of did a some lot of busy work. Yeah, and they did something similar in uh, San Andreas when they did away with it, and I was like, well, I thought. You did away with it because it didn't work and it wasn't interesting. Because it takes away from the cinematicness, kind of. Um, yeah, you're you're almost uh, playing the game of like keep it keeping all the bars lit and spinning plates. Yeah, and keeping all the bars going. And like the number of times you're start, you, you're not thinking about riding from A to B. Or, yeah, you know, whatever. But you never have all three full all of the time without. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm about. Like the number of times my dead eyes run out and I've gone through and I've got nothing to restore it. So it's like, okay, so that's going to make this combat, this janky combat, more painful than it needs to be because I can't at least dead eye people uh, until it like refreshes on its own by you getting headshots. Yeah, it's just hard. But then, like we say, it's so immersive. There's nothing else like it. Like it genuinely feels as close to like a Westworld as you could be sat with a controller on your sofa playing a game. Mm-hmm. Like, you do feel immersed in it, and there's something about... Like, it feels way... I think because of the period, it feels way more immersive than a GTA does. Because I can go out and do donuts in my car in the parking lot around the corner if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's as GTA as I'm going to get without breaking the law, but I can go and do that. 
I can't go and ride through the Wild West on a horse. Yeah. And so then there's something about it still. And I fully, like, I'm surprised. I thought you guys were going to, like, gush about it. So you've made my life easier by, like, already <laughs> summing it up, kind of. Um, but I don't know. Maybe when I've got more time, maybe when I've got, like, eight hours to sit, then I will feel. what I worry about is that I'm playing it in half-hour, yeah. hour chunks. And I feel like this game demands that I play it for four to six hours yeah. in a stretch. And if you don't, then just don't bother playing me. If it's um, if basically if you don't have it's almost hostile. Yeah, if you don't have like a good two or three hours at a time to sit there and properly just immerse yourself in and play it, then you're really going to struggle to to get anything out of it. It's not. Uh, I kind of want to say that it's not respectful of your time, but it's not. It's not a case of like. Some games can be. It's not built like that. It's not designed yeah. like that. It's designed. It's designed to be slow, and you're either you have the time for it, or you mm-hmm. don't, and that's your problem, which is completely fine. And I think there should be games like mm-hmm. that. And it's it's just such a shame that it's a AAA game that's that I want to play. Yeah. And it is so good, and it's showing me that it's so good, but I'm never going to get the most out of it. And I, it's maybe it's me. I have to come to peace with that. Maybe that's just <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, I think it may we um it the online aspect of it may be where um for people who have less time it might shine a little bit more because GTA Online for all of its problems and griefing and nonsense like was kind of fun to like dip into for half an hour or whatever. We jump on for a, for an evening of shenanigans with friends. Um, and this will have the added bonus of not having people rolling around in tanks and jets with rocket launchers <laughs> and whatnot all the time. It'll just be people on horses. Um, so it might just be fun to just like jump and jump online with a few friends and play poker or go and rob a train or whatever. Yeah. Um, It'd be a great chat room. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mean I don't want to sound too down on the game at all because it it is one of the best games I've played this year. Um it will be definitely be in the conversation when it comes to game of the year at the end of the year. Uh but it's just not um I don't know, maybe maybe uh, maybe maybe I ha- I had too higher expectations for it and it didn't quite meet them in some ways and in other ways it exceeded them. Um, so I don't know. It's I've got... yeah. It's 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 such a contradiction mm. in this game. Um, mm. I need to dis- I need to crystallize my th- and you know my thoughts on it a little bit more. Um, but uh... yeah, I think it's I think it's it's interesting to see that when people are looking at this game critically, like it, they're very finding it very hard. To, even we now talking about it, we're finding mm. it very hard to pin down. Because it is a AAA game, and we're expecting it to well, do all these big, so much wishing wow things. But also, it's 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 using mission types and structures and pacing of uh, you know more indie and and, and more uh, auteur. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just interesting to see. Like obviously, AAA games don't do that no. a lot, and um, you know, no one knows how to pigeonhole it. And I I, I quite respect the game yeah. for that. You know, I like the fact that no one can really pigeonhole it and nail it down at the moment. Yeah, I mean, as as much as it may be um, borrowing a lot of its ideas very heavily from Breath of the Wild, it is very much its own game. Uh, and 
yeah. I mean, I, I think we should probably come back to this once more people have, have played through the storyline because that's the area I think where I'd like to discuss the most is what it does with the story, um, some of the topics it touches on. Um, sometime so, next year, though. Yeah, sometime next year. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it. you're on. Yeah. Deal. That's it. Oh, it's Christmas coming up. I've got 11 days off, so that's it. Yeah, you know, I'm going to batter it. Gonna... You'll get it finished. Yeah. Um, right. Enough rambling. Let's let's draw this to a close. Because um, I, I can see we're way past Nick's bedtime. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's been yawning too. We've got, to be fair. we've got to tuck him in. Yeah. What time is it in, there in Canada? Uh, that's a good question. It is 6.41. 6.41. 6 Bloody hell. The evening is young. 20 yeah. to 12 here. All right. Well, you've got a few hours to play some more Red Dead then. <laughs> I'll do more painting. I'll do more painting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to admit it's actually building furniture, and that's not even a joke. Is it IKEA furniture? <laughs> <laughs> There's a bed in that door right there, and it needs building. Oh, flat pack. Oh, man. Yep. I don't envy you. Right. Well, yeah, that'll do us for this week. Um, it's good to be back. And it's it good is. to have uh, some some old voices back and and some new voices. Um, we are going to talk about what the what what you know the changes and what's going to, what we're going to be doing with um, Laps Game Radio. But this episode's gone on far too long. Anyway, so just keep uh, check out the Twitter. Oh. Um, You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. So, yeah, check out the Twitter, at LapsGamer. If you want to drop us an email, you can, at LapsGamerRadio at gmail.com. Go to our website, uh, LapsGamer.com, and remember to go and check out the YouTube channel. By the time this episode comes up, we'll have the second half of the uh, human full flat nonsense. Um, yeah. For you to enjoy. That was, that was insane watching <laughs> that video. Just the amount of giggling. You, you, you grown the men. You just wait until you see the second half, because... <laughs> we had to row boats and drive a JCB, and yeah, it does look a lot of fun. That game, it does look. A it's lot really of fun. good. Um, yeah, uh, we'll be back um, in a couple of weeks with another episode, cool. if not sooner. Um, thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch you all later. Bye. See ya.